can't relate to cancel culture, hookup culture, or victim culture? Well, neither could we. We created this platform for those other girls. Girls like us who want to give a different perspective from a Christian and conservative worldview. We talk about life, relationships, work, pop culture, and true crime from a Christian conservative perspective. Let's be those other girls that don't just talk about culture, but change culture and bring back traditional values. The views expressed on this podcast are our own and do not reflect our employers. Enjoy! Hello, everyone. You are listening to Those Are the Girls with Mallory and Friends. I'm Mallory, and this is a pop culture podcast, not like other pop culture podcasts. We don't just talk about culture. We change culture. So good morning. Hello, everybody. Happy New Year. It is now officially 2023. This is the very first episode of Those Are the Girls of 2023. Um, And on Those Are the Girls channel today is the channel, on the page, everything. It is Life Month. This is a month where there's a lot of um, pro-life marches. The South Carolina pro-life march is January 7th. The North Carolina pro-life march is January 14th. And the DC March for Life, the national one that everybody goes to is January 20th. So I was like, you know what? How about this month be Life Month? How about this month be a good month where we were those are the girls we do episodes that'll like prepare you for the march that'll be good for you to have conversations with your friends that'll just be life-centered so that's what this is this month we're going to be doing a lot of life-centered um episodes we're going to be talking with different people who have different um who have done different things throughout in the pro-life movement as well so it's going to be a good month i'm really excited for you guys to listen to it as the first episode of 2023 i did want to hop on it i wanted to talk a little bit about um the life issue i kind of wanted to lay a foundation as we get more people to come on um the show and they're going to be talking about different aspects of it and different perspectives i kind of wanted to lay a foundation and i kind of wanted you guys to hear from me the person who um will be interviewing everyone so the first thing i want to say is Happy first year without Roe. Um, a lot of people posted that on January 1st. And it just really made me like sit back and think, wow, I, this is my entire life. You know, I was born way after 1973. My entire life, we've had the barbaric law of um, Roe, the case where, you know, abortion could happen up until nine months. People didn't realize that with Roe and Doe, it allowed abortion to happen um, up to nine months for any reason. <clears throat> um, but, and, you know, in some states, it is continually like, continually like that, which is why in um, 2023, that's where we're going to focus. We're all going to be focusing on our states and how we're going to get abortion to be completely abolished. Um, in our states and our towns, but we'll talk a little bit more about that in a little bit, um, a little bit later. Anyway, so it's just 
crazy to think that all of the hard work I think about, um, you know, generations that came before us of all of the women and men who stood up, who worked hard, who were on the sidewalks, who started pregnancy resource centers, who um, have been working tirelessly in communities, who've been doing a lot of things behind the scenes that we don't even see. Um, I went to a conference back in, I think it was November or October of last year. It was truly life-changing. I met so many people that I had never heard of, but when they told some of the things like how God has worked through them in the movement, I was like, oh my, you guys are amazing. Why don't you have this huge platform? And there are people who don't want to have a huge platform or people who um, don't know how to do that. Some of them were a little bit older. If you're listening, love you. Um, but I'm, you know, I'm being like, why don't they have this huge, big platform? And sometimes they just need to be elevated. So hopefully I'll be having more of those people on throughout the year, not just this month, but throughout the year to, to elevate these voices. But like I was saying, though, there's so many people who have done amazing things behind the scenes, have saved lives, not just, you know, one or two lives, have saved maybe even hundreds of lives through the work that they have been doing over the years. And just to see that, um, just to see such a success and watching like how we were able to do it. It was that day was just so exciting. I really wish I was at the Supreme Court that day. Um, I wasn't, but that's okay. Um, and honestly, I got some listeners that day because I was, I knew it was going to happen and I was prepared. I wanted everyone who is going to be looking at this topic. I wanted you guys to have a resource. I wanted you guys to have something, um, to think about. Um, so got a lot of listeners that day because I already had some things prepared about like what to do next. Cause I also, um, well, I'll get to that, uh, another aspect of that in a second. Anyway. So before I fully get into this topic, I want to talk about the marches for life. So marches for life are really just you attend kind of like a rally to get you hyped up talk about um i'll talk about states specifically talk about what's happened in the state that year and moving forward how that's going to move what is your state going to do moving forward and what do they need you a regular citizen what do they need you to do that's really how marches start they start with the rally and then you walk around it's typically if it's a state march it'll be in your state capital if it's a national march it's in dc which is the nation's capital um but you're marching and really what these marches are for um are a to i guess you can say activate that sounds so like um political or so um activacy to activate the base um no they're really just to i guess to activate to get you like excited about moving forward in the coming year i like that they're in january um to start off the year right because that's how i pretty much started as well like i went to the dc march for life and um well okay so before then i was sharing things on instagram which or on facebook which you know no shade if that's all that you do but that's what I was doing at first and then um after the march for life I really wanted to get more involved I wanted to do more um and then from there it just kind of grew and grew and grew um it's just making me smile thinking about it because that was just such an amazing the first march for life in DC was just such an amazing experience for me anyway so that's what it is it's just to get you excited to get you to want to plug in um 
and you walk around your capital. That's one of the things. And another thing that I think is very important is, for example, in the state of North Carolina, right now we still have abortion up to 20 weeks. Um, I think if you live in North Carolina, it is very imperative for you to attend the North Carolina March for Life. If you have questions or if you, um, you know, need a ride, I don't know, anything like that, please reach out to me if you're listening and you live in North Carolina. Um, I Maybe I can help coordinate a ride. I do think it's very important for us, specifically in North Carolina, to attend the North Carolina March for Life because of our 20-week, we still have um, abortion up to 20 weeks here in North Carolina. And um, eventually we want to start pushing some heartbeat bills, and it is possible, but they politicians in North Carolina have to know that we, like, they work for us, so they have to know that there are pro-lifers in North Carolina. They have to know that there is a big group that's going to hold them accountable. Another thing, too, we have, I wouldn't say hired, I mean, we kind of did, we elected um, politicians on their um, stance of being pro-life. So, we need them to act like it. We need them to vote like it. Um, And if a March for Life is just a perfect place for, you know, them to be like, okay, well, all of these people here are, um, all of these people here are for life. All of these people here want, um, this pro-life bill passed. They want this heartbeat bill passed. They want X, Y, and Z passed. Okay, I guess we should do it. That is what these marches are for. That is, um, one of the benefits of the march. So, is specifically, you know, if you live in North Carolina, I think it's very important for you to attend. If you live in California, I think it's very important for you to attend. California and New York as well. Let me tell you why. It's not California and New York people think um, that they're just lost causes. And I'm not going to lie, sometimes I have participated in that rhetoric, but as someone who lives in a city that people have claimed the lost cause, I now understand how, I guess, offense, maybe not offensive, it's not is not the right word, but now understand like how you're like, no, this is not, I'm here. And because I'm here, there could be more people out there. They just have to know. Um, so if you live in North Carolina, sorry, if you live in New York and California, I think you should attend your marches for life. Um, one of the biggest reasons is because there might, there may be people who agree with you, but that don't even know that this exists who aren't very vocal. And I think the March for life is like a great sp- Spark to get people vocal and get people excited. <clears throat> I'm sorry, to get people to want to to participate, to want to not just be marchers every year, not just be someone who shares something on Facebook, not just be someone who um, you know talks about it uh, amongst others who completely agree with them. I think the March for Life is a great spark, a great start for people who want to actually um, get even more involved because you're going to meet people um, from all over your state and the state ones all over the country and your other ones. And you're going to hear these stories and you're going to be encouraged. This is the thing too, like we really have to work on storytelling as uh, this side, as pro-lifers, as the right, um, as the Christian, right? As Christians, we have to work on our storytelling because, uh, and that will be a good segue to my next thing um, because unfortunately, the uh, pro aborts, the left, have owned the narrative. They have been able to do a good job at. Um, they have been able to do a good job at kind of essentially telling us, like telling everybody what has happened, and and you know, 
they've done a good job at like fear mongering. I guess that's really what I want to say. They've done a really good job at fear mongering. And because they've done that good job at fear mongering, they've owned the narrative and people who don't know. And I'm not saying this in like a, oh, they're so dumb and stupid because I know a lot of people do think that, but I'm going to say that's not me. I don't think people are dumb and stupid. I think people just don't know. You don't know what you don't know. Um, so there's people who just don't know. Um, and they're going to be voting in a certain way. They're going to be making decisions in a certain way. And it's up to us because we can't leave it to other people. It's up to us to be the ones who are going to be explaining it, who are going to be, um, we have to get back, taking back the narrative. Um, and that is a segue for me to talk about, um, the infamous Donald Trump truth, not a tweet, a truth, um, from his truth social. Uh, I saw someone shared it and I was like, no, I'm sure he didn't really say that. So I went, I have a true social. So I went on true social just to check and he did say it and I screenshotted it and I'm going to read it really quick. And then I just want to talk a little bit about it. And then, um, yeah, we'll move forward. So he says it wasn't this Donald, former president, Donald J. Trump. It wasn't my fault that Republicans didn't live to expectations in the midterms. I was two thirty-three to 20. It was the quote-unquote, abortion issue, poorly handled by many Republicans, especially those who firmly assist, insisted on no exceptions. Even in the case of rape, incest, or life of the mother, they lost large numbers of voters. Also, the people that pushed so hard for decades against abortion got their wish from the U.S. Supreme Court and just plain disappeared, not to be seen again. Plus, Mitch Stupid ASS. Hmm. Okay. Not going to comment on the Mitch part. Don't really care about that aspect right now for this purpose. Um, I want to talk a little bit about what um, he said. So I want to break down. He said the abortion issues was poorly handled by Republicans. And at first I was like, oh, how insulting. And then I thought, and, you know, after reading some other discourse and just really thinking about the tweet, I was like, you know what? You can say it was poorly handled because like I mentioned earlier, people just let the left run with the idea. I know in North Carolina, none, every Democrat um, ad talked about abortion. Every Republican ad talked about crime. And I understand what they were doing. They didn't want to bring attention to the abortion issue. But because they didn't bring attention to the abortion issue, the left was able to grab hold of it and make it however they wanted to do to straight up tell lies. A lot of it was lies. And some of it was uncomfortable truths. There are uncomfortable situations. For example, if someone is already poor and <clears throat> they have six kids and they find out that they're pregnant, um, that's an uncomfortable situation. And that's something that you kind of, sometimes pro-lifers are like, uh, no, that doesn't happen. No, it does happen. And it's unfortunate. But how do we help women? Because there were steps that could have been taken prior to this. That we're not taking, okay? Push that away. What is, what's the next step? A child has been formed. A child is already there. How do we help mom and baby and her other kids? How do we help them make the best of this situation? Things will never be perfect. We can never, you know, well, some people can set up a family in a mansion, give them, you know, uh, $8 million car. I don't know. Our car's $8 million. You guys know what I'm trying to say. People can, but most of us can only do what we can. This is why we talk about community. This is how community comes in. Anyway, that's beside the point. Um, so in that aspect, you know what? I'm going to agree with him. It was kind of handled poorly because 
And I mean, I have spoke, I spoke with a politician in North Carolina once that was running and I asked him about it and he, about the abortion because it wasn't on his website. And he just was like, like very shady about it. Um, and then he made, let me inform me that he does believe in exceptions. So, you know, there's that. And I'm about to talk about that in a second. This mug is from the website. Those are the girls.com slash merch. Um, I'm talking about that in a second. So then the next part, he goes, especially those who are firm, firmly insistent on no exceptions, even in the case of rape, incest, or life of the mother that lost a large number of voters. <clears throat> so to be consistently pro-life, you have to believe in no exceptions. I personally don't understand um, if you are pro-life how you can say that you um, believe in exceptions because the whole, so why is life valuable? Why is life important? Why do we care about life? I'm going to speak from the Christian perspective and then I'll speak from um, a more secular perspective. If you're listening and you don't consider yourself a Christian. Um, I do think the Christian perspective honestly is the most compelling and it is the most grounded. And um, anyway, so from the Christian perspective, why do we care about life? Why does, you know, protecting life matter? Protecting life matters because God calls us to do that. The Bible is very clear that um, murder is a sin. The Bible is very clear that he cares about children. And the Bible is very clear that he cares about children in the womb, that he sees us as, um, he sees us as, me, sorry, hiccups. <laughs> I apologize. He sees us as valuable in the womb. He sees us as valuable children, um, as children. He sees us valuable as children. So, all that to say, like, this is why this issue is important because God values people. So, we should value people. We are all image bearers. Everybody's life is important. Everybody's life is valuable. Everybody's life has meaning and is everyone's life going to be perfect no i don't always share but i can go on hours about so many things that have happened in my life that have been messed up so many times where i was like oh god i wish i just didn't exist so many times but that doesn't take away from the fact that like i am here for a reason i life can be hard can be difficult but that doesn't take away from the fact of the good things that can happen in it and also too when we're working together we can help ease people's burdens. I will say there's sometimes, I'll say in my personal life, there's sometimes where it has gotten really hard. And you know what's really helped? My friends. My friends don't even know that like on my way to their house for like a game round or whatever, I cried the entire time, you know? Because when we come together as community, as God has ordained us, God wants us to be together as community. God wants us to come together and help each other. When we come together to help each other, it can ease the burden of some of these issues, you know, um, poverty. Poverty is a huge reason why some people want to have abortion. You know, rape, that is an awful, traumatic, absolutely terrible thing to happen to someone. Um, if they have the resources, they have the um, resources such as therapy, um, counseling, things like that. If they can have someone that can help them, um, throughout the entire process, it makes it so much easier to, it, it 
and makes it not as difficult um, to go through that situation. It's going to be difficult. There are certain situations that no matter what are going to be difficult. And I think sometimes pro-lifers, we kind of want to act like, no, 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 everything's going to be fine. And sometimes everything's not going to be fine. I think that's, that's a lesson I learned in 2022. Sometimes everything is not going to be fine, but you still keep going. Sometimes, you know, you're going to trip, you're going to fall, but you have to get back up and keep going. Um, but the getting back up is so much easier when someone is helping you. And that is what we can do. We can reach out our hand to help them stand up. Anyway, so um, firmly with no exceptions in the case of rape and incest. So a reminder, less than 1% of cases where abortion is considered is because of rape and incest. I want to say these are two terrible, awful things. I want to make that clear. They're terrible. They're awful. Um, I'm so sorry for anyone who's experienced it. Um, they're terrible. But I want to say you cannot punish the child for the sins of the father. And I want to say that that child still no matter how they're conceived, is still valuable and precious, no matter how they're conceived. I think that, um, I think sometimes we get really caught up in what the perpetrator did. That's not even a father. Like, I think I said father. I don't, I did not mean to say that. That's, the perpetrator I, I don't want to say father because i wouldn't anyway we get really caught up in what the perpetrator did and we're not thinking of the of the woman because also too an abortion is very traumatic abortions are not um i use this analogy all the time it's not like a, a fun little root canal you go in and oh okay and then you go home and you have your nice italian dinner if you get that reference um you've heard listen to tons of episodes um you know, you get where that reference is from. But the point is, like, you, it's not this, like, sweet little thing that you do sometimes, and da, da, da. it's a very traumatic event. So, adding an abortion on top of the trauma from the rape, it, it's, it's a lot. It could be too much for some women. So, the answer to that is not killing an innocent child. The child has absolutely done nothing. John has done absolutely nothing. The perpetrator has done something, has ruined someone, has not ruined someone's life because someone's life is not over. They have hurt someone terribly, hurt two people really, because the child is still going to, once again, it goes back to the reality that like sometimes things are not always perfect, but you keep going. Um, so it's the child I'm sure is going to have issues as well. But that's where we, once again, we come, someone's fallen down, reach out our hand, help them up. Once again, to wrap this part in a sweepo, someone's life is not more valuable or less valuable because of how they're conceived. To say that someone who was conceived through rape or incest should be murdered, because that is what abortion is. I'll get to that in a second. Should be murdered for someone to say that means that that person is saying that this person is less valuable. That their life does not matter as equally as the other person's. Okay. So the last one, um, last example, he says life of the mother. 
there is never an instance where there is an issue with a child in the womb and the child has to be murdered. The child can be removed. The child can be helped out. The child could be birthed, for lack of a better terminology. Um, And you're still saving the mother. There's never a time that the child has to be murdered. That is a lie. That is a misconception. Um, That is just not true. That you have to murder a child to save a mother's life all the time. I also want to talk a really, really quick about uh, ectopic pregnancies. If you listen to, um, I believe, episode 120 something, um, Melanie goes over what an ectopic pregnancy is. I'll try to link it. Um, she goes over and there's also a YouTube. I'll, you know, I'll link the YouTube because I just clipped that whole section where she talked about ectopic pregnancy. Um, I clipped it, so I'll link that in the show notes and in the description and everything. Um, that is, uh, like, ectopic pregnancy are not abortions. The ectopic pregnancy is when a child is uh, started developing in the fallopian tubes, and the child must be removed. And the thing is, it's, it doesn't have a heartbeat. They, it is a danger to the mom. It's a it's just, it's a danger to the mom. The child doesn't have a heartbeat. It's unfortunately already passed away. Removing a child that has already passed away is not an abortion. I think that is a lot of the things, that's part of the fear marker. That's part of the narrative that they are, that they have is, um, yeah, well, my child passed away. I, I had a miscarriage and uh, I had to wait 48 hours to remove my baby because of my miscarriage. That's not true. And if it is, if a doctor did tell you that, then you need a new doctor. If your child has passed away already in your stomach and you're, while it's in your, in you, it needs to be removed immediately. Immediately um, for your health. And that's, not an abortion um so yeah so that's tackling those three comments he made um and then the last one oh that lost a large number of voters i'm gonna be honest this part i go back and forth with because i do think the abortion as a woman i think the abortion issue was important to women I do. I think the abortion issue was something that uh, women really did care about, that women really did um, make decisions about when they went to vote for the midterms. I will say a couple of people I have talked to and listened to are saying that, like, statistically, that's just not the case. It's just not the case. It's not the case. So, you know, I guess anecdotally, well, but here's the thing. I haven't seen statistics of the opposite way either, just to see, like, what's the truth what's not the truth but i know for a fact and i know those of you listening i know for a fact that it mattered it made it it mattered to a lot of people um so that i'm not sure um and i know a couple people who did not vote for specific people because they well i don't know them i've heard of people who did not vote for specific people because they were pro-life so or because they 
had a prolapse stance. So it's possible. I don't know how true it is. It's possible. I have not listened to that statistic um, recently, so I can't say either way. But I, I, I think there's truth in that it mattered and it didn't matter. Actually, no, it could either be one or the other. So I don't know. If you have statistics either way, send them to me and maybe I'll post them. Okay. <clears throat> and also the people that pushed so hard for decades against abortion got their wish from the U.S. Supreme Court and just plain disappeared, not to be seen again. Now, that's a bold-faced lie. Um, that is just a flat-out lie. Um, I don't know where he got that from. I'm guessing that's just something that he was upset about and he just wanted to get that off his chest. I don't know. No one has disappeared since, since then. Um, many of us, myself included, went um, door knocking for pro-life candidates that were Republican. Um, I know the one that we went for the Senate race in North Carolina that I helped, uh, I went door knocking with, he won. So <laughs> that's not referring to him. But my point is like, you know, so many people, like nobody stopped. I, I don't know where this is coming from. I don't know if there's like a statistic someone heard. I don't know if you heard someone say that, but like people were still out there. Like those of us that were pro-life, like from the beginning that worked really hard, that wanted to see a change in our states, in our country, in our states. We've been there since the beginning. We didn't stop. There's no reason to stop. I think, you know what? Now that I'm speaking this out loud, I think what it is is he thinks that people should stop because I don't think he understands like that we don't want it just roll overturned. We want abortion abolished in North in North Carolina. Well, in North Carolina, but we want abortion abolished in all fifty states, like, and then you know eventually the whole world. That's what we want. So like, I think he thinks that we just wanted it overturned so that we stop. No, no, no. We want it completely abolished. Um with no exceptions. So we're not stopping until that's done. So yeah, so I don't know where he got that from. That has, I, that must be some sort of something he heard somebody say. I don't know. Anyway, I wanted to break down that tweet because, uh, I'm sorry, that truth, it's not a tweet. I wanted to break down that truth because I thought that it was important to discuss what's being discussed <laughs> and I thought it was important just to like combat some of the things that he said because some people might not some people might not know even within the conservative not even conservative even within the Republican circles some people might not know about the life issue so I just wanted to talk about that um now the next thing I just want to discuss is like we're we heard about um what's going on we have discussed in previous episodes about what abortion actually is. And I'll link some um, other episodes that we had that are, I think are just really good um, resources to share with your friends. I think it's really good for discussion purposes. I think this will be a good episode for discussion purposes as well. Uh, even if you agree with me or if you don't agree with me, I think this will just be a really good episode to share with your friends. Um, so you guys can have the discussion of, do you think that the life issue uh, do you think exceptions are important? Do you think that no exceptions are important? Discuss those type of things. But I want to talk about like what should we be doing? What should all of us be doing to um yeah, what should all of us be doing? A couple of things. Um I think that we all should be 
doing something tangible. And I know that can be hard with time and with money and things like that. But I do think that's important. If you're going to say that you're pro-life, you're going to say this issue is important to you. I think that if you can, you should be doing something tangible. What does that mean? I think the first and best thing you can do right now is be very involved in your pregnancy resource center or be at least slightly involved. At least know where it is. At the very least, know where it is and ask, try to volunteer. If you cannot donate, um, if you cannot strike it with your finances, like I mentioned before, I just recently have been able to do that. I have just recently been able to donate to my local pregnancy resource center. Um, but if you are unable to do that, see if you can donate your time. See if there's a time once a month that you and a group of friends can go and organize a closet. See if you can do a uh, donate to their uh, Amazon wish list. Do not even just bring diapers they're always going to need diapers they're always going to need volunteers they're always going to need money they're always going to need things pregnancy resource centers are run by um by volunteers and people who just truly care and they don't get money from the government most of them don't get money from the government i do know that um in some states they are working on grants which is great that's how it should be um but most of them don't get money from the government so yeah Anyway, um, you should be doing something involved. Sidewalk advocacy is something that is part of my goals for 2023 is to be more on the sidewalk and to be more involved in that. I've done that um, a handful of times with um, different organizations all last year, but this year I want to be consistent. And like I, in my head, I have some plans on like some, some ways to like truly make a difference. If you're listening and you are a minority, my friend told me this and I've not forgotten it. And I have seen it. I have seen what happens. If you race, we all know race does not matter, but sometimes it kind of does because people feel as if you, in an instance like this, that they want to see someone that looks like them. Um, and if you are a minority, you will nine times out of ten make a difference. I will say this. I'll show you this story. One time I was on the sidewalk with some friends and um this gentleman was driving by ignored everybody african black i'm gonna try to be pc black <laughs> driving by and um i was like hi hey roll your window down for a second for a second um and i was like i just want to give you this information um blah blah, blah. and he took it and it wasn't he ignored everyone else like there, he passed people to get to me. So like the reality is you see a face that looks similar to yours. You are probably going to, you feel as if they, you have some sort of kinship to them. So if you are a minority, I think you should try to get involved. Um, it can be very intimidating. I think part of, so initially the only ones I knew about before planned the movie unplanned um, with Abby Johnson about Abby Johnson's life. The only ones I knew about were the ones that were yelling and screaming at you because when I was younger, those were the only ones I ever saw. I never saw the people who um, were like trying to be kind and empathetic and like, come on, sister, like we can help you. We can. I, all I saw were the ones that were yelling and saying mean things. And that's all I thought there were. So I went from that. So I'm playing. I was like, huh, there's two types. I didn't know that. Um, and then I started getting more involved in pro-life movement. And then I made friends that were sidewalk advocates. And they talked to me about the about it. They were very kind about it. They weren't like, you, idiot, you didn't know this. They were just like, oh, yeah. Da, 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 da. And then 
I did it and I got more confidence. But it is intimidating the first time because I, one of the things that I was scared about was like, I'm scared to say the wrong thing. And then all of a sudden, like, they go in and have an abortion just uh, in spite of me, um, to to despite me. Like, oh, we're going to do this abortion in the name of that girl out there. That's how I was feeling um, for a little bit. That's how I, I just, I didn't want to say the wrong thing. I never wanted to say the wrong thing. But after a while, you know, practicing and like, praying i mean that's the other thing too this is everyone's been saying this and just a reminder it is a spiritual battle so you know going in there um remembering it is a spiritual battle that truly going going in there remembering that it is a spiritual battle and going in there um with the understanding that uh it's not all on you like ask the holy spirit to speak through you I think that'll truly like you'll feel so much better. So I would say get involved. I would say look to find your sidewalk advocates for life or uh, love life or whatever sidewalk program is in your area. You can call your pregnancy resource center and ask them. They should know. I, I believe they should know. Call the local one. That's if you're listening. If you're listening to the show already, you should know your local one. So go ahead and call your local one and ask um, <clears throat> what the local sidewalk advocates group is. Um, and then try to join, especially if you're a minority. Okay. Um, I think that's it for this episode. I just kind of wanted to lay a foundation of what we're going to be hearing about. We're going to hear from different people this month who have had, um, who've been in the movement, who've had different experiences, different people who, um, want to share their story of life. And I'm just really excited for that. I'm really excited uh, for this month and all of the new people that are going to join the movement and get involved. And I just want to remind everybody, um, a couple of things. So the South Carolina March for Life is going to be this Saturday, January 7th in Columbia, South Carolina. If you are interested in going, or if you want to go to the Life Summit, um, which is going to be the first annual Life Summit, very excited. You're going to see me there. I have a booth. Those are the girls' booth. We're going to be there. Um, and if you want to go to that, let me know. Um, we're going to give away two free tickets to the Life Summit. Um, so, yeah, I'm going to post about that on the, the day that you listen to this. I'm going to post about that. Um, and let's see. <sighs> what else? Um, that's going to be January 7th. Sorry, but I lost train of thought for a second. January 14th is the North Carolina um, March for Life. And there's going to be a prayer breakfast before. Um, that's exciting. You should come to that. Um, and then March, that's going to be in Raleigh, North Carolina. And then the March is right after that. And then January 20th, which is the Friday, is the DC March for Life. Also, January 18th and 19th is the Stand for Life Summit um, that I believe I will be in attendance at as well. I will keep you guys updated and posted on all of that. But January 20th is the DC March for Life. So if you're going to any of these things and you don't want to go by yourself, please reach out. I would love to connect with you somehow. Also, too, if you're looking for something, it's going to be cold. All three weekends are supposed to be cold. If you're looking for something to wear, the anti-abortion social club sweatshirt is perfect. It's so warm. Ask anybody that has one it's so warm um you can wear your t-shirt under there and then wear your uh, social club sweatshirt and if you do take a picture and tag us please i would love to see you guys in your sweatshirts um also too we have pro-life pro-woman hats it's going to be cold you want to cover your ears these hats will be perfect 
Um, and we also have other pro-life merch on the website as well if you are looking for something to wear for the merch. But I think these sweatshirts are going to be, they're so comfy, you guys. Like, you're going to want something warm for these marches. Um, and they're available currently on thoseothergirls.com slash merch. The anti-abortion social club sweatshirts, they're our biggest seller. Like, you guys, seriously get get it you're not going to want to miss especially in dc you really are not going to want to miss out on wearing these sweatshirts um I'm trying to think anything else um i think that's it i'm excited for this month i'm excited to see you guys hopefully at some of the marches and to meet some of you if you are going to be at the south carolina life summit um i'm excited to see you so guys let's take a picture um We'll have cool things at the table and everything. But yeah. Okay, you guys have a good rest of your day. Make sure you share this episode with your friends. Like I said, I think this is a great discussion episode. Do you think we need exceptions? I that's gonna be the question for the Spotify. Should we have exceptions um for abortion? Let me know. I'm gonna tell you we shouldn't, because we shouldn't. But if you think we should, let's discuss it. Discuss it with me, discuss it with your friends, and then yeah, let's discuss it. Uh, if you like this episode, please share, share, share. Also, if you are listening on Spotify, please give us a follow and a rate. If you're listening on Apple Podcasts, please rate and review. If you are listening on YouTube, please leave a comment and make sure you subscribe. If you are listening anywhere else, please interact however else they ask you to interact. And um, also, too, like if you want to leave a review of the Facebook page, that would be fabulous as well. I think that's it. All right, you guys. Have a good rest of your day, night, evening, however, wherever you're listening. Bye. Thank you for listening to Those Other Girls with Mallory and Bailey. Make sure you like, comment, and subscribe on all of your favorite podcast platforms. Head over to our website, thoseothergirls.com, to read our blogs and receive exclusive content. And connect with us on Instagram, at thoseothergirlspodcast, and on Twitter, at TOG underscore podcast. Those are the girls, changing culture and bringing back traditional values.